settling is not an option for me. Everything I desire is already mine. What if you can have it all? Because every day is for the girls. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of For the Girls. I'm your host, Victoria Alario. And today we are getting into an amazing conversation with DeAndre Nicolette, the host of Manifest Daily Podcast. And I interviewed her all about shadow work and shadow self and the true essence of manifesting. And we get into limiting beliefs and scarcity mindset and how to really level up and step into your abundant mindset. She gives such good tangible. I think that you guys are going to be able to take a lot away from this episode. It is such a good one. We talk so much about manifesting here, but I've never gotten into it to this degree because this was the first time I ever really learned about shadow work and the shadow self. And I actually did learn that we probably all do these things subconsciously on a daily basis without realizing. So Deandra is amazing. I'm excited for you all to hear everything she has to say. You will find so much of the content that she puts out there all over her social media. She's got TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, a newsletter, the whole thing. And even just going through her Instagram, I was like, it's one of those pages where you could just, it's like a black hole. You could just keep like going and going and going and going. And then you find yourself all the way down and you're like, okay, it's never ending. Um, let me get back to work now. But truly she puts out such amazing content and she's great. She's not only a content creator, but she is a businesswoman as well. And she knows her stuff. So excited for you all to hear this one. Let's get into it. Okay, everybody, please welcome Deandra. I am so excited to have you. Please introduce yourself and tell everybody who you are and what you have to offer. Yes. Hello. First of all, good morning or good afternoon. I don't know what time you're listening to this, but hello. (laughs) So I'm Deandra Nicolette. I'm the host of Manifest Daily. And honestly, what I do, I am just, I show up as myself on the internet. Like that's, that's the vibe I give. Okay. So I talk a lot about manifestation. I talk about spirituality. I talk about creating a life that you want to live, a life that you love, but I really talk about it from a a very grounded perspective. So I know whenever people hear like manifestation now, cause it's like the very hot thing, it's a lot of, or can be a lot of like very up in the air, magical content, which we love. I think there's a time and place for that, but I like to make it very grounded. I'm a Taurus. So I'm kind of like, okay, yeah, we can, you know, have a dream and we can like live the life that we love, but how do we actually do it? Like, what are the steps? What do I need to do to actually put that into action in my life and make things happen? So that is essentially what I do. I show up on the internet. I talk about this stuff on my podcast. I talk about it on Instagram and I'm in the process of what I like to say, crafting a entire wellness brand out of Manifest Daily. So if anyone has ever heard of like Goop, or push. I feel like you've heard of one or the other. That's that's kind of the direction I'm going in. So creating something bigger than the podcast, bigger than the show, wanting to have products, wanting to have events, wanting to essentially create a just an entire movement of how we can manifest our best lives daily. I love that. So tell me everything that you offer right now. You have YouTube. Do you have your like goop type thing yet or not yet? 
Yeah. So I do have a website right now, but funny enough, as we talk about this, I literally am in the process of working with a designer to completely rebrand my entire brand. So like new logo, new artwork for the podcast, new website, new everything. So 2023 is like, it's coming in hot in 2023. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're coming in with a fresh start. So I'm very excited about that, but no, in terms of uh, products, I did offer some digital products on my site, but I recently took everything down because everything is getting a complete makeover for 2023 okay, cool. so if you didn't snag it already uh, you can't get it until 2023 <laughs> and I'm also launching physical products as well next year so yeah basically right now what I offer is my content on my podcast you can also watch it on YouTube occasionally not every single episode is offered on YouTube but I have been doing some there and then my newsletter which you can sign up for I send I would say like bi-weekly newsletters talking again about manifestation talking about practical ways to apply these spiritual um these spiritual like regimens if you will to your daily life and make it something that is accessible easy to do and also something you can customize for like your specific lifestyle Amazing. I love all of that. We love a multifaceted queen. Uh, (laughs) How did, how did this all come to be? How did manifest daily even become a brand? Like walk us through your journey from just being Deandra to being like, okay, I'm actually, I, I provide value and I can make a brand. Like you said, out of just simply showing up as yourself. Yeah. So it's funny you mentioned multifaceted queens because that is like my favorite thing to talk about because I'm like, listen, we're not always going to fit into this very specific, clean, clear cut bubble or box or whatever. And I don't think we should. So this brand actually started because I started a podcast in 2019. I was like, I love to talk. Okay. (laughs) And I just want to like do like an audio vlog, if you will. And so I started it as a DeAndre Nicolette podcast. And I kind of was talking about just like anything and everything. It was kind of whatever I want to talk about at that point in time. And then I started to work with the business coach and I eventually started to create a business that was business coaching. And then it was spiritual business coaching because I love marketing. I work in marketing right now. And I've always worked in marketing and advertising. I've always been someone who's like, I can conceptualize a business. Like I can have this idea and be like, okay, what are the steps to make this an actual business and put it into place? Like create the products, create the branding, whatever. So I started to do that. And I was doing that for a little bit. And one day I remember I picked up this book. It was all about the Akashic Records, which is basically like this. I like to liken it to like a library. So like if every soul is a book, the Akashic Records is the place where all the books are kept. And so when you go into the records, you can access this book of like your soul and kind of look at what have you done in the past? What messages do you need to kind of get through this life? Like what could be helpful for your journey here? All that good stuff. So I remember picking up this book about the Akashic Records and I was like, okay, I'm going to go into my records. I'm going to access my records. So literally it was, I was living in my parents' house. I was in the basement at the time. And I remember going into the records and downloading this entire message. And part of the message actually shared um, an episode about this, or I shared the actual message in an episode on the podcast. But part of that message was that I needed to shift the entire podcast. So I've been having these like desires of wanting to talk more about spirituality, but less of spirituality in business, but more so spirituality, like spirituality for the sake of, for the sake of like your journey, for the sake of creating a good life. And in the Akashic records, I got these messages of like, you need to just change the entire show. Like the name needs to change. The the concept of the show needs to change. Like 
go in this direction and don't look back. And that's where I channeled the name Manifest Daily. I literally created the new intro for the show that day, got new music, changed the cover, everything, and have never looked back since. (laughs) So yeah. I love those days where it literally hits you and you get everything done. And it wasn't even like something that you had planned. Like you did not wake up that morning being like, I'm going to change my name. I'm going to change my intro. But like, once it hits you, you're like, wait, before I lose this thought, I have to do literally all of it. Um, exactly. It was yeah. so good too. Cause like you said, I didn't plan it and I just went in there and I remember getting this message. And I think the, like what the cool thing about these messages are is that if you actually like listen to your intuition and follow these messages, you'll go places that you never even imagined you'd go. Because again, when I started the show, I wasn't thinking like, oh, this is going to be about like my spiritual journey. And even now the show has changed since then. Cause I remember getting another spiritual message um, when I was living in my first apartment, when I first moved here to Dallas that had me change the direction of the show. Cause it used to be very much like, you know, angel numbers and crystals and Akashic records and like manifestation regimens and throw cards. And I still talk about those things to an extent, but now it's even more grounded. Now it's like, okay, let's talk about, I recently did an episode on how to create and build habits that stick. You would think like, okay, how does that, how, what does that have to do with manifestation, right? It's habits and it's so practical and oh my gosh, it's like 3d or whatever. But if you think about it, when you're manifesting your best life and creating your best life, you have to do things like that. You have to create habits in your life. You have to uh, talk about commitment and dedication. You have to talk about like, how does faith come into play and how do you actively practice keeping faith and holding faith in the time when things aren't happening? So it's a lot of stuff where, you know, we liken manifestation content to all of these, again, like the crystals and the tarot cards and the beautiful practices like that. But there's another side to it as well. There's the habits planning. There's, you know, there's having a planner, there's writing down your goals, there's taking action, all that good stuff. So now my content has evolved to be, I always say like more lifestyle and spirituality where it's like really, 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 again, super grounded practices. It's just, it's just super tangible. It's something that you can literally walk away saying, I know that I need to work on this right now. And it reminds me because I offer, I told you I'm a confidence coach. So I do private coaching and I have, you know, my weekly like pro my weekly like sessions for the program. And the first couple are very, just like the foundation, like just like the basics, because this is confidence coaching that girls think they're going to on day one. I'm going to be like, all right, bitches, here's how to be obsessed with yourself. And that's like, just like it's, it's in like for my version of like the tarot cards and this and that, like you don't just get to the bread and butter without the foundation. Like you're not just going to know how to be a master manifestor, or you're not just going to know how to be the most confident person in the room without one of the things that I actually very much talked about in the beginning is habits, like the importance of habits. And I tell them like, you don't, you have to have these habits that, you know, just like to build the foundation of your confidence that are equivalent to literally brushing your teeth in the morning. Like Mm -hmm. if you would not go the day without brushing your teeth in the morning, then you should not go the day without, you know, we got to talk about it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know what I'm saying? Like, Like it has to be the equivalent. Like you wouldn't go the day without doing the personal development, doing the inner work. Like a lot of people think that these like, you know, foo foo things like don't actually make a difference and they just want to get to like 
the climax of everything. And it's like, no, no, no. Like there has to be these habits. There has to be like decluttering your space and, um, you know, doing your journaling, doing your meditations, even just taking a nap and like letting yourself relax and rest because so many people are high strung all day. And like, there's just so many mindful habits that people need to take throughout the day to really increase either way you're going to go, whether it be like your manifestations or, you know, becoming more mindful and confident and yeah, healthy habits and daily habits. It's like, yeah, you, you wouldn't forget to take a shower. So you shouldn't forget to journal. Right. Like, yeah, no. um, Yeah. That makes sense. And I think part of it too, is that, and I talked about this literally in that habits episode I just mentioned, but it is that little progress every day. I think people are so quick to want, okay. Like a, a to Z, like, how do I get from zero to hundred? It's like, okay, hold on. <laughs> like, yeah. hold on a second. Yes. It's, you know, it's possible. Anything is possible, but it's also about like building, like you said, those habits, building those little things in your day to day. So it becomes ingrained in you. It's about changing your entire identity. If yeah. you want to, you know, be this like boss bitch, like you have to make sure that you are doing the things that that version of you would do every single day, day in and day out without even questioning or having to think about it. And how does that happen? it happens by you taking the steps every single day. It's like little by little. And I think sometimes when you tell people that they're like, okay, well, how do I do it quickly? It's like, what's the rush? (laughs) What is the, what is the rush? You know what I mean? You're going to get there, but it's like part of it, there's that saying, what is it like? you have to learn how to love the journey. And I always used to roll my eyes at that and still sometimes do, because I'm like, oh my God, I love the journey. Are, but no, we really? quoting, <laughs> are we quoting The Climb by Miley Cyrus? Wait, oh my God, that song? Literally? <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so sometimes I like channel songs and that song used to come in my head all the time. <laughs> and I was like, wait a second. <laughs> no, but yes, yes. Such it's a good one. It's The Climb, to. girls. Yeah, it is The Climb. It is the oh climb. My goodness. Okay. So obviously we've already discovered that you're the queen of manifestation. And I talk a lot about manifestation here and, you know, the basics of it, but there was, you know, when I was looking through your content, there was one thing that really stood out to me, which was about like the shadow work and the shadow self. And I, of course I listened to the episode and I was like, this is so interesting. And it's something that I personally am not educated on. And I think that is actually really important in like to even have the understanding of this in um your manifestation journey so i've never gotten into that topic here myself and i know that you are the perfect person to break it all down for us so can you give us some insight on what actually is the shadow self and what shadow work is yeah so I'm going to sum it up super quickly for the sake of this episode, but the shadow self is basically the parts of ourselves that we are repressing. So they're the parts of ourselves that might bring up feelings of like shame or guilt or anger, um, things like that. And so we repress them. We try not to see them within ourselves. And it's often really easy to actually see those traits within other people. So for example, um, a really good one is you might be someone who's like, oh my gosh, I hate when people like gossip. I hate people that gossip. Mm-hmm. It's so bad, whatever, whatever. And you almost feel like so much shame seeing, or not even shame, but you feel judgment when you see those people who are gossiping or whatever. But at the end of the day, maybe you're someone who does like to gossip and maybe you're easily seeing in other people because it's something that you like to do as well, but you would feel so much shame if you were to acknowledge that you yourself are someone that likes to gossip. So that's kind of a a little mini example. But again, it's the parts of ourselves that we don't want to see. So they're in the shadow. We're kind of like choosing not to look at them. But shadow work is literally 
kind of like shining a, a flashlight on that shadow self, turning and being like, okay, I know this is a part of myself that I would prefer not to acknowledge. It brings up those feelings that I don't want to feel. But in doing this work, I'm going to look towards those, like that part of myself, those parts of myself and actually acknowledge them and work through that. And I think what makes shadow work so you know, hard or painful for a lot of people is because of the fact that as you're looking at those parts of yourself, you're bringing up the feelings of guilt or shame or anger, and you're having to work through it. And you're having to acknowledge it. A lot of times we want to see ourselves as really good people. So you're like, you know, I'm a good person. I give to others. I donate to charity. I'm like great with my friends and family, whatever, whatever. And acknowledging any quote unquote bad sides of yourself. And I say bad with quotation marks because I, you know, don't really believe in good and bad in the way that we like to label them. But in terms of acknowledging the bad parts of yourself, it creates cognitive dissonance because it's hard for you to believe that you as a good person could be someone who could do these things that you think are bad. So the shadow work is really all about shining the light on those things and acknowledging them and working through them. Got it. So it had just hit me while you were in the middle of explaining how the shadow self suppresses, you know, emotions and things like that, how I had come across a post yesterday that was explaining the difference between the shadow feminine and the dark feminine. So I don't know if you mm. like talk that much about fe- masculine and feminine energy, but I, I know that, you know, you do. Um, and so I was looking at this and it was interesting because I see a lot of this dark feminine, um, like, post like I see I see it on like TikTok a lot and this girl was like clarifying she's like let's not confuse what shadow feminine and dark feminine is because shadow feminine literally she listed out like off the bat the very first thing that it says on the post like she suppresses emotion Mm -hmm. um uh, she's performative she prioritizes pain she self-sabotages self-harm um kind of numb like kind of like you said like just wanting to like ignore like certain you know things you want to suppress certain things um plays games manipulated manipulative disempowered um operates with low self-worth and then that's like kind of reminds me of like what you were just basically saying the shadow self is and it has nothing to do with the dark because the dark feminine is more of like a feminine, you know, feminine energy that just embraces like their wild side, their vulnerable, vulnerable side, um, their really empowered side and their raw emotion side. So they're actually like completely different things. And I was like, wait, so is that, is that related to like shadow self basically? Okay. So I've never actually encountered any of that, like discourse between the shadow feminine and the dark feminine. So I'm like, not, I I don't think I can speak to that. But what's really interesting is that under the list of things for dark feminine, I would just attribute to like femininity in general. So like vulnerability, intuitive, um, being intuitive, like being open, being giving, being generous. And, you know, that's not to be confused with overly giving or like, you know, like laying down on the ground and allowing people to step all over you in order for them to like, that's not, that's not femininity. That's really funny that you said that because on the list, I didn't read all of the traits on the shadow feminine list, but what you just said, like the dark feminine is not going to just like lay down and let people walk all all over them. Yeah. On the list of the shadow feminine says like in quote, quote, like um, chill girl vibes, which basically means like nothing bothers me. (laughs) Like I'll do whatever. Like I'm the chill girl. Like I just go. Let's throw that out. 
Yeah. Like, so that's, <laughs> that's on the shadow side. So that's like, a more like disempowered like version of like the feminine because it's literally saying like you you know when they say like oh the 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 chill girl like like basically a girl who just doesn't want to speak like to what she actually wants and desires and needs it's like yeah I'm just chill like I'll just go with whatever but the dark feminine um the dark feminine actually expresses like her needs her wants and she's like wild and vulnerable and open and I just thought that that was interesting I know that that wasn't what we planned to talk about but I literally saw it last night as yeah. I knew this morning we were about to talk about like the shadow <laughs> self and I was like wait yeah. let me pull this up because I thought that that was really interesting uh interesting to note um no it's, right. it's good it is good and just also going back to the the shadow feminine there too like even some of the stuff mentioned on that list it like has to do with those bigger themes of shadow work that we're talking about so maybe it's something like I don't know maybe you are afraid to speak up or something like that and so for you you want to be the chill girl because you want to just say okay I'm going to allow everyone else to make the decisions because I'm super chill and you're not necessarily acknowledging the fact that you have a fear of speaking up because maybe you have a fear that your needs won't be met. Maybe you've been abandoned in the past. Maybe Mm -hmm. that's where it's stemming from. So the shadow work is really about getting to the root of that. Like, okay, chill girl is like the mask. Let's peel back that chill girl mask. What's behind that? What's the actual fears that you have? What are the things that you really need to address and work through so that you can like, kind of work through that whole chill girl mask because maybe that isn't serving you as you as well as you think it is yeah I feel like I'd be going mentally insane if I was a chill girl because how do you ever get what you want like I just don't I I don't I don't know it just seems (sighs) like I I, and here's the thing too with like okay the masculine feminine sometimes I have trouble because I feel like, I don't know, maybe you're the same way too, as like a very ambitious, intelligent woman, right? Like, I feel like oftentimes, especially when it comes to just society, like even at my nine to five, we have to kind of step into our masculine a bit more. So we have to like, especially at work operate, we have to be very masculine in how we speak to people a little bit and not fully. Cause like, even that I try to still bring my true self to work and be like feminine in the way that I approach things. But at the end of the day, society has been set up where ambition, intelligence, like being able to create change is associated with like a lot of masculine attributes and like a masculine approach to things. So sometimes I do find that struggle with like being feminine in how I am, but also still having that balance of my masculine energy as well. Even when it comes to like dating or something like that, I'm like, especially when the guys aren't, I feel like they are in their masculine. And I'm like, okay, I don't want to have to step into mine yeah. to get you to do what I need you to do. So yeah, so I, that's, well, I think, that's also I think a whole that, other thing. I think just in general, like having the balance is like, honestly a requirement because no one can be all of one and nothing nothing of the other like yeah we like we have to have that balance but you know what like for me like I'm in my professional life I've fully accepted that I take on a very masculine energy energized role like when it comes to my work there is never going to be a day where I don't take action there's never going to be a day where I'm indecisive like the just the bare minimum traits of divine masculine energy would simply be like action taking problem solving Mm -hmm. decisiveness and like when it comes to my professional work like that that will be me in every single step of the game. But when it comes to the dating, I'm like, (laughs) I don't want to lift a finger. So I will sit back and receive. And you know what? Like if, 
if someone doesn't step up and do that masculine, you know, role of like providing and take, like I said, problem solving and taking action and all that stuff, then like, okay, we're not meant to be like, it's literally like that. That's really just going to be that because I'm all day long in my masculine. So by night, when it comes to dating, I am out of that. Um, yeah, no, I feel that it's all, it's all, um, you know, it's such a, a big open topic. Like we could go on forever about that. Okay, girls, let's talk. Did you know I offer private confidence coaching? I'm a mentor for women who want to raise the bar and embrace their highest self. I help women go from settling to believing they can have it all. My mission is to show you how to trust in yourself, embody confidence, and genuinely believe it. No fake it till you make it included. My goal is to give you the tools to strengthen your mindset, improve your self-awareness and self-esteem, and live consciously. If you are ready to commit to life-changing growth, then my program is for you. I offer 8- and 12-week confidence and personal development coaching programs, and I also have an option for business coaching if you have a business that you are looking to elevate. Now, what's in it for you? Weekly 60-minute one-on-one Zoom calls, affirmations and homework for your needs and goals, weekly or bi-weekly accountability check-ins, unlimited messenger support during office hours, and more. My clients' testimonials share that they have seen results as early as their first session. All you need is to be willing and able to invest in yourself spiritually, financially, and mentally to become the best version of you. The link is in the show notes or my social media profile bios to inquire. Now, if you're not ready to make that investment, then join me in the Confidence Club, a members-only platform that sends daily content from me, including exclusive episodes of For the Girls. I created a monthly subscription platform to build a community of people seeking personal development resources and training at an affordable price. You can expect daily text messages, video messages, and voice messages that will include exclusive mini podcast episodes, journal prompts and worksheets, confidence and mindset advice, Q&A days, and more value-packed posts full of tips and guidance. Subscribers will also have access to the Confidence Club exclusive Facebook group to connect and interact daily. This membership is typically $49.99 a month, but you could use code for the girls to get it for only $19.99 a month. You'll head to hdly.me forward slash Victoria or find the link in the show notes. And at checkout, make sure not to miss the add code option at the top right hand corner to insert code for the girls for $30 off. Subscribers can cancel at any time and are not locked into a commitment. So again, check out the show notes or my social media bios for the links to inquire about private coaching or to join the confidence club. But I want to get back to the shadow work. How do you actually practice shadow work and what are the benefits of the work? Yeah. So actually practicing shadow work is a lot easier said than done. And I say that because whenever I used to hear people talking about this, it would always sound like, or maybe this is just what I was hearing, but it would always sound like it was this like whole big thing. And it was like, oh my God, I'm practicing shadow work. And it sounded so daunting and so hard in a way, but really it comes down to basically being able to observe when you are uh, maybe not acknowledging that shadow and choosing to acknowledge it and choosing to work through it. So that could be done through just having conversations with yourself, journaling, all these different methods. But 
again, going back to maybe the example of like the gossiping, if you are in like a conversation maybe, or you're like watching something or whatever, and you find yourself judging someone who is gossiping, and maybe you know that deep down, you know that you also like to gossip, but you feel that shame around that. Maybe it's about acknowledging, okay, yeah, I like to gossip. It's not that I'm a bad person. It's not that, you know, this makes me like, I'm going to hell. Like, I don't know, all these things that you might believe about gossip, but it's about acknowledging that, yeah, I like this. And if this is a behavior that I don't want to continue, how can I begin to work through that? So the first step would be like acknowledging whatever it is that you are repressing. They always say, isn't that like another thing too? Like the first step to healing is acknowledging what you actually like acknowledging the problem that you have or it's also like one of the five stages of like grief. Like I feel like in yeah. all of anything, the like one of the first steps is like we have to acknowledge, we have to like accept and admit this. Yeah, because how do you fix a problem if you refuse to like acknowledge that the problem even exists? So that's really the the first big step is to acknowledge, and I think that's the biggest step for a lot of people too because again, the the whole like shadow self, you're repressing it. You've repressed it for so long that by the time you come around to this point where you actually are acknowledging it, that can be a really big step for a lot of people. Because again, now it's bringing up the shame, the anger, the guilt, the whatever. Um, the next step would be working through that. So for me, a lot of this looks like just having conversations with myself. So if ever there's a time or scenario where I have a specific feeling come up or a thing that I'm repressing, I'm having this conversation with myself of like, okay, why am I feeling this way? What led me to this? I'm trying to think of like a really good example, but nothing is coming to head to my mind right now. But I just have like a conversation with myself. Like, and sometimes I talk out loud. <laughs> I know it could be weird for some people, but a lot of times I talk out loud. A lot of times um, I have these conversations in the shower. Like that's where a lot of these realizations will come to for me is in the shower. So I have that conversation with myself. You can do this journaling as well. I know journaling is a really powerful tool for a lot of people. So writing it down, ask yourself questions. Um, In my shadow work episode, I do have a list of like questions that you can ask yourself for journal prompts. So you can do that, like literally write it down work through that, right? That's a really powerful tool. Another one is just simply going to therapy. Sometimes it can be hard for you to work through a lot of this stuff by yourself, especially if it's a lot of trauma involved that's created the specific shadows that you're experiencing. So having a conversation with yourself or journaling might not be enough for you. So you might need to go to see a therapist and have that conversation with someone else. You can also have it with a friend or a family member, but it's also important to remember that a friend or family member is not a trained therapist, unless they are, right? And then you're probably just not going to see them for therapy because conflict of interest. However, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, but but having a conversation with a friend or family member can be incredibly healing. But again, remember, they're not a trained professional. So you can't like put so much pressure on them to have all the answers for you. And even when you do go to therapy, your therapist won't have all the answers for you. A lot of times the answers are within yourself, but it's about being able to share the trauma, share your thoughts in a very safe space and know that there's someone there who can give you more of those tools to work through it. But again, it really, whenever I've practiced shadow work, it's just the acknowledgement and having this ongoing conversation with myself. And a lot of times the breakthrough itself isn't, it's not always clean cut. I think people think with shadow work, it's like, okay, I'm going to acknowledge this trauma and the shadow. And then I'm going to become a completely different person because I'm no longer going to do that thing. Sometimes it's like that. Sometimes you get to a point in a place where the behavior that you're, you're 
like performing is so detrimental to your life that you actually do want to eradicate that behavior. But sometimes it's as simple as understanding that your shadow is a part of yourself. So it's kind of like reintegrating the shadow and acknowledging that you aren't a bad person because there are sides of yourself that you don't prefer to experience. You know, you have moments where you're sad or you're angry or you feel depressed or you feel anxious, but that doesn't mean that that's the entirety of who you are. That's just a simple, that's simply just a part of your experience as a person here on earth. But you also have times when you're happy and excited and all these other good feelings. So it's just more so taking that shadow self and reintegrating it back into our whole selves and knowing that our whole selves multifaceted. Okay. Like we, we have so many different parts of ourselves and that's okay for us to have parts of ourselves that maybe we don't like, like the jealousy that we might feel or the anger that we might feel towards something. That's okay. That's human too. Wow. Yeah. So this actually reminds me because I have a podcast episode. It's titled, you wouldn't have your best qualities without your worst experiences. And it's basically, Mm -hmm. in other words, saying like your worst experiences and that wounded shadow self and things that you've gone through literally make you the better version of yourself and makes you like who you are today because at least it does when you actually reflect some people never learn from their mistakes or they never learn learn the lessons that need to be learned but if you're mm-hmm. someone who's really mindful and you're practicing self-awareness and you know even just self-care in general we do like I like you said have these conversations with ourselves we reflect on ourselves and we're able to I mean I I think of how many situations that I'm like I probably could handle that differently or I probably could have mm-hmm. done that differently um and prior to doing like the inner work yeah I would have resentment around those issues and be like and and almost have the guilt like you said and like have those bad feelings being like oh my god like you know this was such a bad time or such a bad mistake or whatever the case would be um but yeah it's actually being able to accept your most wounded shadow self as well and being able to reflect and love that self as well just by saying like okay well it's still me like I still have the good parts of me and whatever else you know um and I I really do see it as like all of those things that we like resent that we went through actually make us stronger like in that episode I say like you wouldn't be strong right now in 2022 uh, you know, Deandra or Victoria, like 2.0, our strong, resilient, powerful self. We wouldn't be that if we didn't ever have to overcome something really fucking hard. So the only way that we even developed strength was by going through the shit that we went through in the first place. Um, and it just, this all kind of ties in and it all just like reminds me of each other. And I think that that's actually, maybe I was talking a little bit about shadow self without even knowing. Yeah, no, uh, probably. Yeah. yeah. It's not as I, again, whenever people talk about it, it used to, at least to me seem like, oh my gosh, this is such a, like a big daunting task or whatever. And then when I really understood it, I was like, I've always been doing this. (laughs) Like if you're a self-aware individual, like nine times out of 10, you're doing shadow work daily. Right. Right. Yeah. So I think that a lot, a lot of people who do struggle in this area, um, one thing that you mentioned a lot when I listened to your episode about it was the ego and like the ego was very much present and the ego was creating a lot of blockages. And so 
being that we talked about, you know, this successful brand that you've created for yourself and how now you're going to a rebrand and your business coaching and all that kind of stuff. Um, I want to kind of shift for a second and talk about this ego and talk about when it comes to business, what would you say are people's biggest blockages to actually seeing success and to actually getting what they want that does stem from that place of ego? Yeah, I would say the ego, especially when we're talking about blockages for success and ego, a lot of it comes down to you kind of self-sabotaging yourself or the ego self-sabotaging you. So if you are someone who has a specific dream or a specific goal for your business, but maybe you have this voice in your head that's telling you, you're not good enough. You can't do that. You don't have the tools. You don't have the resources, whatever you actually believing that voice and choosing to maybe like not pursue your dreams or not pursue your goals because of whatever that voice is telling you, that's a huge block. And I know that happens for a lot of people and it can take, and self-sabotage can show up in a lot of different ways. It doesn't always show up in the same way. And that's why it's kind of tricky. Um, I've noticed in my life, self-sabotage can show up in the way of procrastination. Now I procrastinate a lot sometimes and specifically whenever there's a really big project that I'm working on and I have like so many big goals around it, I find that sometimes I'll, I'll procrastinate that specific step that I have to take that step one, that step two, whatever, because I'm so afraid that by the time I finish or get to the end of that project, that it won't turn out the way that I want it to, I'll have quote unquote failed. And so instead of me getting to that place and figuring out whether or not it's going to be a failure, I just won't keep putting it off. I'll put it off and off and off and off until one day I either decide, okay, I'm not going to listen to this voice anymore. And I'm going to pursue this thing and whether or not it works out or doesn't work out in the way that I wanted it to, I can still learn from that. Or I decide to listen to that voice and not take the step. So procrastination is one way that you might self-sabotage. Um, you might just not feel worthy of taking certain chances. So maybe it's a specific job that you want to apply for that's going to help you in your career or a specific, I know, grant that you want to apply for. If you're listening to that voice in your head, that's telling you like, you'll never get it. You're not good enough. You know, there are better people out there for this. You might not even apply for a specific opportunity and you might miss out because you think that you're not worthy enough. So that ego shows up. And again, the, the outcomes and the consequences can look like many different ways, depending on who you are in your specific situation. But it really comes down to, are you listening to that voice or are you choosing to actually like listen to the other voice, that quiet voice, that intuition that's telling you like, no, take this chance, take this leap, do that thing. You never know how it's going to pan out or it will pan out. Like you just have to have that faith. And I think that's the thing with ego and intuition for a lot of people, ego is very loud. Like a lot of times people will ask me, how do I actually hear my intuition? How do I get those messages? Because it's so quiet and subtle. And so it really is about, and that's why a lot of people like to meditate because you can get quiet and you can hear it that way. And once you strengthen that voice of your intuition, then it can become easier to hear it over whatever noise is happening in your life. But at the beginning, it can be really hard to hear, but ego is loud. Like you won't hear that ego no matter what. <laughs> and then if you hear that and it's super loud and persistent, it can be really hard to not listen to it, especially when it seems like it's speaking facts and being very logical. Totally. It reminds me of, you know, that saying, obviously I talk so much about confidence and there's just the saying that's like insecurity is loud and confidence is quiet. 
because yes. confidence speaks for itself. You don't have to speak on your confidence. You don't have to tell people that you're confident because your like confidence is just going to, you know, radiate and exude off of you. Um, but yeah. when your person is always overcompensating and insecurity is just loud as fuck and makes itself very much known. And I would say that that reminds me of like, you know, the ego being loud and, and, um, you know, had that quiet voice. That's like the confident, you know, self you also, you brought up in the beginning of the episode, something along the lines of, you know, the shadow self really giving you these traits and whatnot that stem from, you know, the beginning part of your life or the earlier part of your life, which to me reminds me of trauma and the things that we, um, unknowingly and subconsciously, you know, adapted from whatever we had gone through. So how important would you say that it is to unlearn our trauma and, you know, scarcity mindsets and things of that nature, the way that we were, whether it be the way that we were raised or just the things that we saw at a young age that we, instantly subconsciously learned um how important would it be to unlearn those things in order to grow and genuinely see like success in business yeah I would say that honestly it it depends and I say that only because I'd like to acknowledge that there are specific situations and people that if you're super privileged and success is kind of like an imminent path for you, then maybe if you've grown up in a very traumatic situation in family where, I don't know, like your parents kind of were never around, or I don't know, you experienced certain things, like even though you went through that trauma experience, that trauma, like success is still pretty much imminent for you if you have grown up in this very privileged position. So unfortunately, there are people that end up in quite successful positions and situations and are bringing along with them trauma, traumatic mindsets, um, behavior that maybe should have been unlearned for them to be a, a better person in society's eyes. And they bring that to wherever they are and perpetuate that. But for the majority of people, right, who maybe success is not particularly imminent for you. You don't have certain privileges and you're trying to figure out how can I get to this specific successful outcome that I see for myself? First of all, whatever you define that as, because we all have different definitions. I would say unlearning uh, specific mindsets is definitely going to be important for you. And depending on what the mindsets are, typically, if you have specific mindsets, I know for a lot of people, like scarcity mindset is a big one. So you grow up, you know, either learning that there's not enough to go around. A lot of people are ingrained with the, the mindset of like money is scarce. Um, rich people are bad. Having, you know, an abundance of anything is bad. You're hoarding all of these different things. That can be something that really holds people back in business because yes, like we want to be able to spread wealth and spread resources. But one thing to understand is that if you are in a position of having a lot of money and having a lot of power, essentially, you get to choose what you do with that. So when we think about the people who are super rich and have a lot of power, who maybe aren't doing whatever we think they should be doing with that money, maybe we think they should be giving to more charities, we think they should not be buying certain things and whatever, they're making that decision. It's not the money 
or the power that's making that decision for them. Like they are who they are. And if you've unlearned specific mindsets and you get to that point in your life where you have like all of these resources, like you get to choose how you want to spend that, how you want to get back. So unlearning specific mindsets around scarcity, that having an abundance of anything is bad, is going to be really helpful for you, but also unlearning specific mindsets that might be keeping you from taking specific steps that you want. So maybe you grew up learning that you shouldn't step outside of your comfort zone because you it's too risky. Don't quit your nine to five because, oh my gosh, like, you know, you're never going to find anything that pays as good. Like you're not going to be able to retire. Like you're not going to be able to do X, Y, and Z. But what if for you, there comes a time in your path where it's the nine to five or your budding successful business? Like, are you going to choose to stay in that mindset that you were raised with and like stick to what's tried and true? Or will you choose to forge your own path? So it really is going to be important because you never know what specific things are going to come up in your path. We're going to need to implement certain lessons and to implement those lessons and to take specific actions and make specific decisions. You're going to need to have a different mindset than the one that you grew up learning. And also too, our parents and our caregivers are giving us the best that they can, right? With what they have. So they're not perfect. Humans are imperfect, right? So they're only able to teach us and give to us what they learned and what they have to give to us. And so a lot of times, like what we want to create in life is bigger than what we saw our parents have or our caregivers have. And in order to create bigger, have more than they had to be able to give back to them, we have to have a different approach to our life. I love all of that. What would you say some key mindsets are that, you know, to give it as like tangible as possible to shift the energy for people who do have that scarcity mindset, or even just like a victim mindset, people who think like that life is not for me. I could never have that. Or, you know, like you, like you said, like having like problem, like the scarce money mindset, or they just don't understand, um, abundance how can someone like the absolute basics, like shifting your mindset from scarce to abundant one-on-one, like what would be some tangible mindset, like tips there to shift that? Yeah. First, I would say that if you are someone who believes that you can't have something because you don't think it's for you or that it's not available for you, it's not going to be like, that's literally, it's literally psychology. Like whatever you believe, like our realities, we're all experiencing different realities. Like we collectively can see certain things. You can be like, okay, that's red, that's blue. Like this is a house, whatever. Cause we've collectively tapped into this belief of these labels that we attribute to certain things and certain physical attributes in our world. However, your experience and my experience on a day-to-day basis are completely different. So If you want to believe that success is not available to you, it's not going to be available to you. Like that's the reality that you're creating for yourself. So in terms of tangible tips, I would say the first would be creating your own definition of success. This is one that I think is super important because ask yourself if you're chasing a specific dream or a specific goal because you think you should be chasing it or because you actually want it. Do you want to be a millionaire? Do you want, you know the white, what is it? The white picket fence house with the yard and the kids and, and um, the SUV. And do you want these things because you want it or because you saw that on TV and that looked like it was a happy family and looked like it was a happy situation. So create your own definition of success, because once you create your own definition of of success, you're going to actually 
be more inclined to take steps towards like creating that life for yourself because you actually want it. It's something that you've defined as like, this is success for me. Success for you might be, you want to get enough money so that you can buy a cabin in the woods and like go out there, retire, like make your own food, make your own resources and chill. Like I have a friend that that's her dream. I'm like, girl, I'm here for you. Like, how can I support for me? I'm not in the woods. I'm not living in the woods. I want to live, you know, away from people. I don't like noise, but one thing about me, mosquitoes like me, so I'm not going to be out there, but it's different. And, and we all are able to create our different versions of success. So define that for yourself. The second would be, understanding that abundance can flow in different ways. So this is important because when people talk about abundance and when they talk about how abundance is either limited or unlimited, people typically attribute abundance to money. So they're like, did I get more money on my paycheck this week? Did I find money on the ground, right? Whatever that looks like. But we have to remember that abundance flows in different ways and also to any amount of abundance is abundance. So people always say like the universe doesn't know the difference. Like God doesn't define a penny's worth and a hundred dollar bill being like different. We did that. Like we're, we're the ones who say like a penny is like not much, but a hundred dollars is like, you could do something with that. Like we did that. So whenever abundance flows into you, it's like really important to be grateful for it. So in your life, this can look like maybe you go to the coffee shop and they upgrade your drink to a larger drink and you don't have to pay for that. Like that's abundance or like maybe you go somewhere and you're at the bar and like someone pays for your drink and they don't bother you. They're not creepy. They just buy you a drink. Abundance. Like maybe you find a penny on the ground. Abundance. Like you have to learn that these quote unquote small moments are still moments where you are being given something. You are being given an overflow of something that you didn't necessarily like even ask for maybe in that particular moment and showing your gratitude for that invites more of that. So even if, you know, your check isn't, isn't looking as big as you wanted this week, maybe some other stuff happened. Like, did someone give you a compliment? That's abundance too. Like that is so much good energy being poured into your reality. So like you have to learn to see those moments as abundance for yourself. And the more that you see that, and the more that you're like grateful for those and so happy for those, the more those moments will come and the bigger they will get. That penny is now a hundred dollar bill. That hundred dollar bill is now an extra thousand dollars that you somehow like come into. And it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger, the more you feel that gratitude. And the last I would say is, um, understanding that practicing gratitude should be like a daily lifestyle and not necessarily like you know, I'm waking up 5 a.m. to do my five-minute gratitude journal. If that's what you do, I love that for you. That's that's a great start. I think that's great. But also understanding that gratitude should be practiced throughout the day, all the time. And it becomes second nature. So like I just said, you're at, you know, Dunkin' and they get, this literally happened to me the other day. But I was like, I want a small coffee. I get, I get my coffee. It's a medium. Like I was so happy. I'm like, Oh my God, thank you guys. Like, you know, like it's great. It was a great moment. I didn't ask for a medium. I didn't pay for a medium, but I got a medium. Right. So in that moment, I was grateful and no, it wasn't me sitting down at my desk with my gratitude journal, writing it down, but I was able to express that moment, feel that energy, feel that happiness. So gratitude is daily. It's always happening. What can you be grateful for in this particular moment? And don't Feel like I don't think people should force it because that's awkward. I feel like whenever I would try to sit down, it's and be not like, genuine. What? It's just not. It's, it's not, not real. I'd be like, what? What am I grateful for today? Let me see if I can find something to write down. It's like 
I don't know. That always felt awkward to me. So in your day-to-day life, practice that gratitude, like thank people, you know, smile at people, just really give off that energy of being grateful for being here. Even like, you know, there are times where I wake up in the morning and like the way the sun is coming in through my windows and it's like kind of sparkly because the leaves are shaking and it looks like the sun is sparkling in my room. And I just sit there and I'm like, I'm so grateful for like the fact that my bedroom is on this side of like the building and I get to have this light in the morning. Like, that didn't have to happen to me, but it did. And so I'm so thankful for it. So it's really about having those moments throughout the day where you're expressing that gratitude. These little steps are so tiny. They're not huge things. And I don't think they never have, they ever have to be like these huge changes that you need to make in your life. But over time, you'll notice that as you are working towards your own definition of success, as you are seeing the ways that abundance is flowing to you. And as a way, as you are being more grateful in your life for all of the things that are happening to you, you'll notice how much that shifts your energy and shifts your reality towards something that you much rather prefer to experience. Wow. I love all of that. Um, I, I think that every single thing that you just gave there, like for anyone who's listening, these are the true basics. Like these are the true foundation to, you know, really shifting your energy and really shifting your mindset. And for anyone who's like, I don't know how to get this or to do that, whatever, like take this, you know, seriously, because that though practicing gratitude, like gratitude has to be in everything. Gratitude has to be at the forefront of everything because it is so easy to focus on what we don't have and very hard to focus on what we do have especially for somebody who's coming from a place of that scarcity mindset or that lack, like they'll see somebody has more than they do or whatever the case might be. But what people need to understand, like we are in 2022 in this day and age, there's no scarcity. There is so much to go around. So much. Oh my God. There's like overabundance of resources out there and free resources. This podcast. Yeah. I think about how many people will be stuck in like that scarcity or victim mindset. And they think that like, they don't have access to certain things. And maybe you don't have access to the $40,000 business coach, but we're out here giving free business coaching. Literally. Like literally. Literally. Like like, (laughs) if you actually just pay attention and open your eyes to the abundance around you and you feel grateful for how much you actually have access to your entire life will change because one could say, wow, I don't have the $40,000 business coach. While the other might say, I listen to 10 different podcasts from and Milet and Deandra and Victoria and Gary V and Andy Frizzella and whoever else comes to mind. And it's just like, they learn, like we are successful people that are literally handing you the blueprint to success um, yeah. for free. Again, for free, let me <laughs> clarify for free. Uh, you know, like get on YouTube, Google it, podcast search it, whatever you got to do and actually feel grateful for how much you have at your fingertips because the people of this generation in this world, they will never know scarcity. They will, they, we live in such an abundant world. It is actually insane. And sometimes I feel overwhelmed with how much knowledge that there is out there and how many resources that there are out there. And I, there is even the possibility to have an overconsumption of information because that's how much is out there. So there have even been times where I've literally had to chill out and stop listening to 
all the personal development podcasts oh, and same. all the self-help books because it's like it's too much like while same. you know it's a blessing <laughs> it's also like you know what I don't have to absorb all of this knowledge today I have the rest of my life to keep learning and growing and doing more things so I would say it's the complete opposite there is like so much abundance out there I can't even imagine people thinking that there's not enough like there there's like way too much to go around um so I think that that's all amazing and one last thing that I want to ask you is because when it does come to this and when it does come to manifesting and seeing things come to fruition and seeing things come to light a lot of people really do lack patience and they really do lack trust. And I, I intertwine the two because I say patience is actually trust. People who aren't patient, they just simply don't trust. Patience is the trust that it will happen. Patience is the trust that like, even if I don't see it today, I know I will see it eventually. Even if I don't see the results right now, I still know that this is for me. I'm patient with it because I trust it. And people lack that because they want to see their manifestations happen overnight. They want to see it happen fast. Mm-hmm. Um, or they just don't, simply don't even trust in divine timing in general. They just think like, if I don't see it, it'll never happen. So what would be some of the biggest lessons that you've learned when it came to manifesting your life and having the results that you have? And what advice can you share to those listening who might be a little bit impatient or not trusting? Yeah, I, okay. So I'm very impatient. So I completely understand. <laughs> I completely understand. It's like, I'm like, I want what I want. Especially when I make up my mind, I'm like, where's that? (laughs) What's going on? Like, what's going on? So I totally understand the impatience. It's definitely very important to understand that things happen in divine timing. A lot of times we're seeing it from our own perspective of like, what have I done? What am I experiencing right now? What do I want? I've gotten clear. I've put it out there. I've prayed for it. Like, where is it? But it's like, if there are other people involved in the specific situation, say you're trying to call in a significant other, or you're trying to call in the job, like there are other people, other things involved in that. And so even though you might be in a space where you're ready, you're open, you're like, where is it? those other people or entities might not be ready yet. Like they might be preparing something. They might have to get things into place. They might be working on something and they won't be able to come into your life until you're like, you're both ready. You're both in that same energetic space and can actually meet each other for the greater good. So when you remember that it kind of does help with the patients a little bit, I will say not all the way. Cause sometimes I'm like, okay, but I still feel impatient. Like, where's that thing? The other thing that helps them is that in the past or currently as well, what I do is I think back to past things that I have manifested and I think back to how they played out. So oftentimes when I think back to those things, I'll think about the situation that I was in, what I asked for, what I wanted and how specific things had to line up in certain ways or how things ended up working out so randomly. Like for example, I've always said I wanted to move to the South. Like in high school, I would always say that. But every time I talked about it, it was that I would meet someone, we'd get married, <laughs> then we'd move to the South. Like I always saw it happening like that. I actually ended up moving to the South single after breaking up with my last partner. It was not how I expected, 
It was not what I saw at all, but it actually ended up working out much better than I could have ever imagined. I am working remotely. I have my business going. Like I'm in this beautiful apartment that like before had I moved on the terms that I wanted to move on, I wouldn't have been able to afford the place I'm living in now. I wouldn't be able to afford the lifestyle that I have now, but things worked out in such a way that, yeah, it took some years. It A relationship ended. So that was confusing. I was like, why is this ending? Because I thought this was supposed to continue. All this stuff happened. But now that I'm where I am, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. That didn't happen because I have this job now. Or that happened because I had to do that. Like things make more sense now when I look back at it. And it's helped because I could see the amount of time and like the intricate process that was put into place for me to manifest my specific life right now. You know what I mean? So when I'm thinking about all the things that I want to manifest next, I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel ready. I want this. I want this. I want this. I'm like, I have to look back and see how everything unfolded in such a way for me to get to where I am now and how it's so much better than what I expected. So what I'm imagining next and what you're imagining next, you might think like, oh, I want, I just want this. Oh no, you got so much more in store for you. But like the only way that can happen is if you have the patience to let it unfold in that way. You don't want to settle for like, just, I mean, your dream might be big, but there's something bigger out there for you. And in order for that to come through, you have to allow the patience for it to come through in the way that it needs to. So it really is about like just letting that divine timing flow. And again, and thinking back to past things that you've manifested and the way they unfolded, that helps me a lot because I can see that things are happening even when I feel like nothing is happening. Because back then things were happening. Things were definitely happening. And then all of a sudden it like clicked. And when it clicked, my entire life changed in like three months. So it's like, that's, that's usually how it ends up happening for a lot of people. It's like slow, you feel like nothing's happening. Then boom, all of a sudden your life changes in like a week or something like that. So yeah. It reminds yeah. me of this saying, um, you make your plans and God laughs. It's like, oh. yeah, it's like, yeah, sure. Yes. Like you, you think that this is what's going to happen. Just wait and see how much better it actually gets. So I love that. Yeah. Um, I find a lot of value in that and I know that everybody will as well. So tell us where everybody can find you for more of you, because I know that they are not going to be able to get enough of you. This was amazing. Well, thank you so much for having me on. So yes, you can find me at Instagram or on Instagram rather at the manifest daily. So it's T H E manifest daily. And then my website is also the manifest daily.com. And then let's see my podcast is just manifest daily. It's on Apple, Spotify, literally all the things. And I'm on like other social media as well, but pretty much I just show up these days on Instagram or a podcast or my newsletter, which you can sign up for on my website. Amazing. Thank you so, so, so much. This was amazing. Yes. Thank you again for having me on. And that is that on that girls. I loved that interview. It was so much fun. And that is all we have for today. I am going to skip over this week's Dear Victoria segment, just because all of these submissions that I have are not any sort of way related to what we discussed today and the theme of today's episode so I do just want to keep them for episodes where they're a little bit closer on theme to what we are talking about so we'll get right back into it next week no worries I have all of your submissions here and ready to use them but that is all for this week so I'll see you all next time girls